Chapter 11. As a result of his expected upgrades, Steve had a room with views across the whole of South Manhattan, but his interest in looking out over the city had been significantly reduced after meeting Isla. He tingled with excitement at the evening ahead. Although he'd recently seen Greta on a couple of occasions, theirs was not an association based on either stimulating conversation or emotional togetherness. Theirs was a strictly nocturnal friendship. Most of his friendships were through work, inevitably leading to endless shop talk instead of meaningful personal conversations, typical amongst groups of real friends. The few lifelong mates with whom he still had contact all had less in common with each other as every year passed. Their rare drunken socialising was always the same. Predictable conversations that focused on their collective histories whilst getting quizzed about his job. He desperately tried to ask interesting questions and start proper conversations about his friends' lives, but they were all ploughing the same tedious preordained paths and the conversations would always return quickly to where they started. Steve missed the days when his friends could all talk as equals, having real conversations about their future. The evening ahead could be the start of a friendship that could fill a gap, and the fact that she was gorgeous didn't hurt in the slightest. He didn't want to screw this up before he did a proper look, so rather than risking her drifting into New York alone, he dumped his bags, threw some water on his face and administered a couple squirts from his travel-sized bottle of cologne onto his neck before hastily rushing back to his new friend. As he approached her, he'd already started talking about the evening ahead. Isla swung round, mouthing something Steve couldn't quite make out. She wasn't alone. There was a bloke next to her. Bugger. Isla fumbled around in her pocket, producing the discount card for the restaurant. I've got it. Steve instantly remembered why she'd been waiting there. The guy next to her stood up without hesitation, snapping the card from her fingers with a confidence that suggested he was the alpha of the pair. Steve vaguely recognised him from the plane, but the intensity of his stare was beginning to invade his already tired senses, and as soon as he started talking, Steve was immediately exhausted by him. Yes, this is a good one, Isla. I've been there. Should we all go there together? I know a great bar around the corner on Bleecker Street, which I've been meaning to revisit. Should we spend the evening together? Can we? The bloke didn't take a breath. What the hell is this? This was a call only Isla could make. It was her first trip with her new colleagues and there was now a real sense of awkwardness as Isla evidently didn't want to put a wedge between her and the alpha male who now lurched over her. With panicked eyes, she discreetly looked up at Steve for an indication of his preference, but there was nothing in his face to help her. Steve had learnt to master giving nothing away and in this instance he was nervous about stepping into an unfamiliar world. Nevertheless, Isla needed his help, so moving forward, he introduced himself to a stranger from British Airways for the second time in ten minutes, firmly shaking the limp hand of the man who loudly introduced himself as Jeremy. Thank you for asking me along. I'd be delighted to join you both. I'm not meeting my colleagues until first thing tomorrow, so I think I can find the energy for a meal. Jeremy led the way with flamboyant camp gestures before telling a half-assed story about passing through the revolving doors alongside somebody connected to the theatre. As stories went, it was unimpressive. Jumping into a cab at the rank, the driver wound through the neighbouring streets before running alongside the Hudson and throwing a left towards the village. Jeremy was a veteran of the city, jabbering on incessantly about its more liberal night spots, while Isla and Stee gawped at the size of the buildings looming above them. They were like ants in the land of the dinosaurs in this new land, which they were both seeing for the first time. Stee was surprised that the steam rising all around them, emerging from the earth through the drains, was an actual thing and not just saying TV shows like Taxi had invented. Seeing was truly believing. Stop here, yelped Jeremy, who without taking a breath had talked about himself since the cab left the hotel rank. Please stop, driver. He was now begging with a gaze fixed firmly on the two muscle men about to disappear down some nearby steps underneath a set of rainbow lights. Can we go in there? Just for a snifter. It's fabulous and you won't be disappointed. Ida and Steve shared a look. This could be their chance to get rid of him. Jeremy thrust a $10 note through the grate before darting towards the bar. 
Busty and Isla were still getting out of the taxi, Jeremy had already danced past the bouncer and was now inside. I guess he wasn't really asking, Steve quipped. I'm sorry, Steve. I only met him for the first time on the flight out here and didn't know how to tell him to fuck off without it being career limiting. Please promise me that my first evening in New York isn't going to be in a gay bar with the British Airways' most annoying member of staff. To go in for one and see what happened, however bad the techno sounds coming from the inside were, how crap could one drink be? ID, please. The doorman didn't look up. They showed their passports before moving forward, a route that was blocked by the leather-clad arm of the bouncer who reached across the steps. He fixed his gaze on Isla. Miss, this is America. You can't come in here for another two years, but in 1999 you'd be most welcome to come back and join us. Sir, you're welcome to go in. You will be a very popular patron. It hadn't occurred to Isla that she was not allowed to drink in New York until she was 21, two years away. With the speed of her move onto the transatlantic fleet, she had not given it a moment's thought. Steve laughed at the inadvertent save. They could now ditch Jeremy and get back to plan A without regret. Steve nipped in, just to be polite and letting Jeremy know what had happened. He was quickly waved away. Jeremy, being already occupied in flirtatious conversation with somebody more suited to his desires. Steve and Isla were now on their own.